0: Welcome back to Constitutionals. Uh, this is a very special episode. I have an interview with uh, Craig Robinson and Claudio Doherty of Peacock's Killing It, Season 2. This was recorded before the strike started, the sag after strike, and in, uh, in the midst of the Writers Guild strike, I believe. Yes, because that's how that happened. So, uh, yeah, the, it's a, I, I can't say much about the show, but I can tell you that Craig Robinson and... Claudio, Doherty are uh, great people. They very politely put up with my stupid antics. Uh, I try to make these interviews very fun. And uh, they they seem to enjoy the time we spent together. Uh, again, this, um, I already mentioned the show. I think that it is against the rules to mention it. Is it? I don't know. I think that's if you are in it and promoting it. So the show is killing it. Season 2. It's on Peacock, and I think that's all I can say. I I genuinely have no idea what the rules are. I know you cannot promote anything, uh, and I don't know if that goes for me, too. But to stay on the safe side, because one day I'll have to join the Writers Guild and or SAG, and I don't want to get in trouble. Claudio Doherty, Craig Robinson, two very funny human beings, and I can't believe that I got to spend uh, even the small amount of time that I got to spend with them. That is not a dig. <laughs> I uh, enjoyed uh, that process. Okay, check it out, and then check out the rest of the episode. Uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, wait. Who cares? <laughs> I, was g- <laughs> I was gonna say they're socials or whatever. I don't do that anymore. All right, bye. Bye. <music> Hi guys! Hi, you in guys. Miami? That's that yes. Miami hat right there. That's that Cubana. Yes, sir. I, you know what? I tried. I tried my best to uh, to really fit the uh, the the bill for today because I really <laughs> to show you guys I care. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. How's the day going?
1: Really nice.
2: Yes, it is. It's a it's a lovely day here in California, and <laughs> everybody's been quite. Quite interested in the show. It's very nice, you know.
0: Yeah, I. I you know what? I, I was just thinking about uh, killing it and how it's a. It, it's a wonderful, fantastic show. It's a two outsiders who are one's physically from outside the country. The other is and as a woman, and the other one is a black man, and and they're just both trying to to realize this dream of of making it, and and that's what really it boils down to, and that's why I think I really tagged along to the show.
1: That's so nice to hear.
0: <laughs> Hi, Isaiah.
1: Hi, Isaiah. How's it
0: going? <laughs> yeah,
2: girls too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we uh what we, we all right, brother. All right. The way we yeah, how, how would you explain?
1: Um well we t- well yeah, we're two outsiders. What's the question? That's what I'm thinking. Well he on the
2: question he just made a statement about yeah. his obs- <laughs> Observe, You're right about that.
1: We absolutely are. Our characters are two outsiders, and that's fun to watch, right? Trying to get in, outsiders trying to get in.
2: Yeah, and then as far and we're outside each other's world. Our worlds like like collide. Um, what's the word you used? Un- willingly or what, what? Oh,
1: but we're brought together by circumstance in the first season, but by season two, we're like friends
2: yeah it blends it goes from yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know,
0: yeah you know, and I think uh bringing bring everybody together uh it works I mean you know it's it's two uh two unlikely friends who who can uh who, who think they can help each other in the long run uh is it is it possible that uh that killing it is uh, is a story beyond the American Dream? Will, will these two characters ever uh, be something more than uh, uh, unlucky friends?
1: Who knows? Do you know? I,
2: I don't. <laughs> no, uh, I will tell you, with uh, Dan Gore and Luke Del Tradici, uh, anything is possible. Also, you can't guess mm-hmm. where they're going. So, uh, you know. Right now we see it as a, a brother sister relationship uh, as they they've grown to you know, because immediately they care for each other uh, just just kind of people that they are her more than him. Mm-hmm.
1: probably. Yeah, my character <laughs> <be cool.
2: laughs> But uh but but yeah as they grow in, into this season you you'll get to and you know that their relationship is uh, you know front and center so you know you get to see them go through some things and where she challenges him and, and vice versa.
0: Well, yeah. One thing I appreciate about the show is that it's also on streaming, obviously, and it, if that really works for it and it's in its favor, uh, because you get to do so much more and really expand upon storylines and story arcs. Uh, does that? I, I know Claudia, since you did love, you had three seasons to really make a character, and and Craig, uh, you've had a bunch of different shows and movies that uh, that that didn't have as much of a, a deep dive into character, but now you get to to do this kind of dramatic and comedic role. Does does this, does this all, is this all working for you, uh, for you both uh, in terms of, uh, you know, who you are as a, as an uh, actor, a comedic actor?
1: Definitely. I mean, my character is really, you're, in the first season, she's just like in pure survival mode. So you just sort of see her being radically optimistic about the most dire circumstances and then in season two she's got a little bit more comfort and she's like a slightly more secure in her life but that means we get to see like other sides of her personality including all of her untapped rage so that's fun
2: yeah i love the dance between you know drama and comedy and you know, the the edge and the the heart of it, it's uh it suits me for sure. It's it's what I've been wanting to do, you know. Um, I mean and you got tinges of it and different in every show really there's gonna be some tinges of it for for what I've done, but this one is like, yeah, I just get to like dance with it back and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. What is you guys are both uh comedic actors, comedic people, and it's 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 tough to break into the industry and do something and and really make something worthwhile. Was there ever a point where you obviously there should have been a point, but was there was there a point where you guys were at this kind of low low level of just scraping the make by and 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 how did this did these roles bring you back to to those points at all?
1: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I would well when I first got cast in Love, I was living in London in a house that had mice for eight months because our landlord refused to come and fix the holes in the walls. So it was like hell on earth. So yeah, I I, I do identify with the struggle of my character.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. There was um, uh, a couple of uh, not make rent uh, moments when I get out to Hollywood especially. Um and I the problem I <laughs> won't we'll get to that story. Anyway, yes, so you you can't help but relate. You know, it's uh and that's what I do like about my character is that he's, you know, resilient and he like, you know, he take a lick and, and keep on ticking. You know, he just boom, punch here, okay, let's try this. Boom, punch here. Okay, let score go right here. So I like to feel like I get that
0: in me as well. What what would you say to somebody who who is at this at this level right now, currently, and they're using this show as kind of uh, a jumping off point so that they can help propel themselves forward? Uh, I Tell them four things.
2: I'll say, number one, be yourself, because you're the only you that we got. So we need to see that story. I tell them. Uh, number two, George Washington Carver said, anything, if you love anything enough, eventually it'll give up a sequence to you. Number three, I say, work your ass off. Number four, I say, enjoy the journey. It's, uh, that's
1: it. I say all of those things as well. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> All right, thank you, Claudia. I appreciate it, Claudia. Claire, You're welcome. Been, been fantastic. Uh, this is this is great. You guys are wonderful. Keep where, up with the great work. you get the work. hat
2: though, right quick? where did you get? Did you get the hat for the today?
0: <laughs> no, no. I also have a brown version. I think I got it from Target. This is the very floppiest <laughs> hat it. ever. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. That was a it was a nice boost. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's Easy what I'm here. to the for. moment. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good day. And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. It's been a long time. Been a minute. Meant to do this last week. Could not because work is so tiring. Uh, What's been going on? What's been happening with me? Everybody's doing well. Nova's doing well. She's looking at me all the way on the other side of the apartment. Maverick's doing well. He's right here, the dog. Did I talk about that last time? I don't remember because it's been so long. <laughs> what else has been going on? Duh, duh, I have not been playing a lot of video games, unfortunately. Sometimes, sometimes some nights, it's true, like, it's true like 30 minutes before I have to go to bed, turn on the Xbox, PlayStation, or Switch, or the Steam Deck now, too. And then I, I look through the list of games and I go, no time to play anything. <laughs> Everything takes so long. What? Actually, you know what? Hold on. I have a uh, IGN. Oh God, there's something wrong with this. IGN, uh, uh, the gaming website, has a function now called IGN Playlist, and it's a it is a it's a very it's a very good function. I like it a lot. Um, and it is a what it is is an it's an app that you can download to your phone or your iPad, or or you just go to the website ign.com/playlist. And, uh, okay, guess he does not like, like hearing about video games. And you can make a playlist, not a play, not just a playlist, but you can, you can catalog all the games you own or the games you plan on playing and on what systems, what consoles. And, and then you can have a preset list, like a backlog, which is all the games you've yet to play or start or finish or whatever. Uh, playing, paused, beat, and quit. Uh, I've forgotten all the games I've beaten. I have a there's a hundred in there. So in total, I've I put 804 games. I don't own 804 games. This is all games between uh, games I own, obviously. Games that are on PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold that I've gotten for free, and then uh, the, the the games I want to play as well is that are also on PlayStation Plus, the subscription part, as well as uh, Game Pass. I have to make sure you're not eating something, <laughs> and then uh, you know disparate games across you know emulation or what, you just just whatever, whatever, iPad games, Android games, all that stuff, all the all the different different types of games, and then you can also make wish lists of games you want to buy. Uh, that number that game that list is I, at one point the, that list on wish list was like ten games, and then it became forty eight. I don't know how that happened. Anyway. So as I look at my games, sometimes, I, and it's a great way to catalog what I want to play or what I'm interested in playing at the moment. Uh, I I try to be active with this list, as well as I also have a list for. I'm gonna grab my phone. I also have a list on Notion. I could just as easily bring. Oh no, I can't because OBS isn't working. I'm using Zoom to record this, uh, so I can't I can't share a screen or anything. Um, I could. But then I have to share the entire screen. Can I just share a part of the screen? Let's see. Share a screen. Oh, I can just share a part of it. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We'll do this. Let me open up my clock again. If you're watching the video, you're going to see everything, most things I'm watching. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can close that and then reshare it again so share screen notion watching boom okay and share all right i guess i'm sharing it now cool so you can see everything if you're watching the video you can see everything that i'm sharing uh and i have this notion play so you don't know what notion is notion is an app it's like it's a note-taking app it's free and it's very very powerful i love it please don't charge for it in the future i just love it too much for it to be Expensive. So you can see all the shows, all the TV shows I've, I've cataloged, uh, things that are in my current playlists, my watches, my rewatches, things that uh, – it's 271 shows. And then there's also a movie section, which has 229. I'm really taking these things now because at one point it was unmanageable. There's uh, an expiring section, which I, I mean I just don't even get a chance to use most of the time because things jump on and off every – uh streaming platform and then here's everything currently that i'm watching uh some of these shows i have paused because it is i'm just so i just don't want to keep up like behind her eyes that's been on the current list for maybe six months because i'm just i was just tired at one point i just couldn't keep up master chef uh i'm like three seasons behind i'm watching the current season but i'm also i also did not finish the last two seasons Miracle Work is about to end. I just finished uh, Killing It right after I got home from work. So, anyway, I tr- and then today I trimmed down that list. It used to be like 35. I took some shows off that I knew I wasn't going to start or uh, finish in the interim. And yeah, so that, that's just a different way of, cata- of, of how I catalog things. So, I catalog TV shows and I catalog um, uh, TV shows and movies and I catalog video games. Uh, the TV shows and movies are easier to get through. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. I can just I can pop on Transformers Rise of the Beasts and be done in two hours, which I did. It was great. I enjoyed my time. I, I liked the Transformers movies. And you know what? Really, I, I don't necessarily like everything. When I say you, when I think we have to understand, especially with, when it comes to criticism, that a good critic is going to be able to say, this is, you know, just boil it down to this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what was okay this is why it worked as a whole this is why it didn't work as a whole instead of this bad this good and uh, i think we we need to understand like there's nuances there's there's middle ground in this criticism for the people who get paid to do it and people who don't get paid to do it cuz saying something good is good or bad doesn't necessarily you don't get everything that it that that comes from that so you know that being said uh, a couple of years ago, I was driving to a wedding, and, and I and there was an episode of "You Made It Weird" Pete Holmes' podcast that he released with Andy Sandberg. and I remember driving through the highways, the long stretch of highways, backwoods not backwoods Tennessee, but I was on the way to Memphis, I believe, and uh, and I just like listening. I just I there are two there are two podcast episodes that I distinctly remember of you. You made it weird. Uh, with Pete Holmes that I distinctly remember because of that drive <laughs> and then also the conversations one was Allison Williams and then separately I I, I took um Andy Samberg um and and the Andy in and the Andy, Andy Samberg episode Andy said that he liked the Transformers movies and I'm I I truly don't remember I have the crux of what he said the crux is is that he doesn't. He didn't care what anybody else says, and that it's the explosions and the, it's just they're just fun movies to enjoy, and uh, and I and I, I think we should take that away. Like we should, sometimes movies can just be fun, you know. I I harp on how much I dislike um, uh, one of the uh, Marvel movies. I was gonna say anime movies. <laughs> I I harp on speaking of anime movies. I just rewatched the Digimon movie. And, uh, because it's coming to Crunchyroll, uh, I think, and it's, or, or anyway, they're being re uh, and, and, and it's going to get a new, completely new dub. And it's going to be, if you've seen the Digimon movie, and I don't think you have, <laughs> but if you've seen the Digimon movie, it, it was, um, three movies, three movies that have been put together because I think Fox saw the, I, I saw this on IMDb or Wikipedia, one of those things, uh, Fox saw the success of the Pokemon movie and they're like, we got to do yeah. our own thing. And they're three. They're three tangentially connected movies. Two of them are are more or less connected, and then the last one is not. But anyway, I think I I you know I was I watched it when I was a child, and I thought it was you know quote unquote good, and I had a nice time. Uh, anyway, I just I rewatched it <laughs> again, and man, it's just the older I get, the more and the and obviously because I've I'm in this world now, I just see giant plot holes, and it's. It's so interesting how they would put out – by interesting, I mean bad interesting – how they would put out an entire movie. And it's and – it's, like the last third is not – it's just horrible <laughs> the way they edited it down <laughs> to make it fit in with the story. And there's so many music drops, and I'm just not a fan of that. Anyway, there's that. I also just uh, rewatched Pokemon uh, 3, the movie. I have nothing to do. I go to work. I work out, and I hang out with the pets, and that is it. <laughs> oh no! I went to the PGA Tour Championship. <laughs> oh my God! I went to the PGA Tour Championship, um, the last uh, uh, the last uh, 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 tour tournament of the of the season, and it happened to be in Atlanta. And I went to uh, a the final day and it was fantastic um and uh, we were out me and my friend were out there for nine hours or something like that <laughs> and it, w- it was great we were there from like 12 30 until uh 7, seven yeah okay so we're out there for seven seven hours uh but we had a great time it was hot it rained and we got to see Colin Warikawa and Roy McIlroy. If you watch golf, I'm just I'm dropping the biggest names. Like we were in, we were like feet from them. Uh, I said something to Colin, obviously. Uh, I said something to everybody. Uh, it was it was cool. It was cool to see people. Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, names that sound familiar. Victor Hovland. We saw him. We saw the final putt. It was it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I this year I've been watching the most golf I've ever watched. Uh, whether I'm you know here at work napping i've been i've just been i've just been watching just the all the golf i watched all the tournaments i possibly could uh and uh yeah and it was just a it was a uh, a boon to go see this tournament and i also saw um, a band called yacht rock review and they just do they're a yacht rock cover band based in atlanta but they also tour and they uh they, gave, they did two nights here and uh yeah got a good spot I got a good I got a good parking spot at a venue that's not a, that that is not conducive to parking, and I was able to get there right when they started. And I ran. And I had a public I got a public sandwich, and a, uh, at, a at a liquid death water, and I ch- I ch- I ate that I chugged it down. I was still eating the sandwich when I was running to the venue, uh, and it, and also it was hundred degrees, so I was sweating my body off. And oh, also I went to uh, Beyonce. <laughs> I don't know why I just like. Oh, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I also went to Beyonce. Saw her when she was at Mercedes Benz Stadium. It was fantastic, great show. Unfortunately, I was on the um, I was on the side. So I and she had elements on screen, and there was a drunk uh, white lady dancing crazy next to me, and uh, and for the first part of the show, a bigger person was next to me, so I was stuck. And I couldn't move and I was just kind of standing there. But I enjoyed the show. I had a nice time. I remembered my earplugs. I forgot my face mask. And I would I would have worn my face mask uh, had I remembered it. I remember because I rode my bike there. Which is good. I mean, I, I enjoy <laughs> I I loved riding my bike there. Also I tried to I just I snuck in my fanny bag, my crossbody bag slash fanny pack. And I stuffed it in my pants, my shorts and then uh and the uh, and it had like it had, <laughs> it had my rechargeable battery, it had like my wallet gum, all that like just a bunch of crap, so I stuck it in my pants and like I tightened up the my the drawstring on my shorts, and like I waddled in <laughs> my shirt wasn't big enough to cover it was like waddled in then the um uh the the metal detector kept going off, and uh I was just like, oh my god and i and the lady goes do you have anything metal on you? And I pull out, and, and, and the, thank goodness I rode my bike there because I pulled out my bike pump, my handheld bike pump. Uh, always, if you have a bike, always gonna always going to have a spare bike pump that you can carry with you. And she and I go, oh, it's my bike pump. And she goes, why do you have this? I go, because I rode my bike. She goes, but why is it here? I go, because I can't leave it with my bike. It won't fit. I don't have a saddle bag for it. She's like, well, but why did you bring it? Because... Like, I need just a case. And then she's like, she sends me through the metal detector again. It doesn't go off. And I go, all right, to get my bike pump. And then I walk through this door. And then I have to find somewhere to, 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 to like dig in my pants. I could easily go to the bathroom, uh, but I did not. I was just walking. And I was like, all right, let me go to the corner here. And I just, oh, no, no, no. I went to my seat. And it was dark enough to where uh, when when Beyonce came out, because I because I, I was at my seat for like like say like ten minutes, and uh, and I just kind of sat there like on my thing like just sitting up. And then uh, when Beyonce came out, everybody stood up, and I just dug in my pants and I was like, all right, here we go. And I tightened my pants back up. and It was great. My shorts back up was great. It's fantastic. Uh, what else did I do? Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. IGN, playlist, Notion, all this crap. All right, let's get in with some stories. Uh, Netflix. Game streaming is a reality. This comes from The Verge. Oh, my God. You know what I just realized? I forgot to... I will do that at the end. <laughs> I'll do that at the end. I hope you enjoyed that interview that came at the top of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to... the thing... This is the reason why I sat down at 4 o'clock on a Monday to do this. This comes from Jay Peters. Netflix finally streamed video games too. So Netflix is now jumping in the cloud gaming fray. They are kicking off their first public tests of its cloud streamed games beginning Monday, which was I think last week. Net- some Netflix subscribers in Canada and the UK will be able to check out Netflix games, stream to select TVs, connected devices, and on the web from Netflix.com. You're going to be able to uh, stream games that they own and that they put out. They own uh, Oxen Free, the company that did Oxen Free, and they re- just renamed it Netflix Games. Uh, so, the, fir- the first Oxen Free is about these teens. They go to some island, and there's ghosts <laughs> on a radio, and there's like teen drama or something like that. It's a game I own on Switch. Bought it on Switch initially, got it on PC at some point it is on Android and I think I have it on iOS but I've only bought it once I meant to play it on Switch and I started on Switch and I just never finished it and I should and I just don't care enough to but you can play on things like the Amazon Fire TV Chromecast or Google TV LG TVs and Video Shield speaking of LG TVs uh, the, the little divergence here the latest LG, C, LG TV's like the LG G3 and the LG C3, which are two years newer, which just came out this past fall, and I guess the new ones will be coming out next year, uh, or they came out this past couple of months, and they, the new ones are coming next year, um, as things as things do. But and 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 like like newer Sony TVs and newer Samsung TVs, they all come with now they've all partnered up with. Um, nvidia's streaming and then now uh some of them i believe samsung tvs and lg tvs now can download xbox game pass so uh so you have all these smart tvs that are that have now cloud gaming last week i'm i'm going through i just got a new sound bar uh it's not new it was used it's been a (laughs) hundred dollars but this guy was selling it I, i wanted to get it and uh and i just wanted to up my sound I had have, I have an insignia soundbar that I had with my original TV. And then you remember a couple of years ago, my uh my TV burned out and I had a bad day and I it was an episode of the podcast. I don't know which episode, go listen to it. The same time Luca came out, so around that same time. So go look, listen to that episode. But anyway, I so I so I have this new soundbar and I plug you send, no, new sound new soundbar. And I plugged it in and um and then I'm going through all the settings, you know, trying to calibrate it to uh to He's Already ripped another toy, uh, to he's gone through so many toys to to calibrate and everything and to get the sound settings dialed and, in. And I go to the app store for some reason on the LG TV and I see the uh, the uh, Nvidia GeForce Now is their streaming app and it's available on my television. In fact, it was already on the home screen and I went, What they put it on there, but now I can do, I can now I can game stream that if I wanted to. I'm not going to, anyway. Netflix is testing this out. I don't know why they don't test in the United States. Maybe it's because uh, they screw over the Canada people a lot of times when it comes to their catalog and it comes to their rights for uh, watching things. But every there's companies are obviously interested in these in these game streaming abilities. I mean, we've seen it. Amazon has Luna, and Google tried Stadia, but where Google gave up, Amazon's still pushing on with Luna because they do have stake they have they own twitch and they also have amazon prime gaming where they give away games on a monthly basis so it's it is in the best interest of netflix to get into the gaming sector while they can while they have a very firm grasp on television and film i don't know where this will take them and maybe i mean before the end of the year i think we'll see you know the ability to game stream on your phone, just like you stream a TV show. You're sitting at uh, lunch for work, I guess, and you watch a TV show. Then you're going to be able to play Oxen Free and Oxen Free 2 at some point on your phone. I think that's the future that they're aiming for. They, it, it's, it's, it feels like they're trying to be a super app for entertainment. Now, super apps, I've talked about this before, it's, it's what Elon wants to do with X. And they're very popular in China, where it's the place where you do social stuff, you watch stuff, you work, you do, you do everything on this one app. They're very popular in China. But they don't work in America for one reason or another. Because so many apps have tried it. And that's why you see Facebook break off into messaging and Facebook video, Facebook Watch and, and then Facebook Proper. Or you see Amazon with Amazon Store, Amazon Prime. But I'm guessing Netflix sees that there is a correlation to keeping you on their app. It's, you're only there for one thing. Yeah, they have the short section where you, where kind of the, it's like a kind of TikTok swipe thing. But they also want to just make sure that you're entertained the entire time. Hey, speaking of Amazon, this comes from Reuters. Uh, no byline. <laughs> just says Reuters. Amazon and talks with Disney about ESPN streaming partnership, the information reports. Now, this is still preliminary hearings, and I don't know if this is completely true, but this is the source, because I was pointed here from Cord Cutter News, I believe. Amazon.com is in early talks with Walt Disney Company about working on the streaming version. And Reuters is, you know, you you can listen to them. They're not TMZ or something. Streaming version of ESPN, it is developing. While possibly also taking a minority stake in the sports network, The information reported on Thursday, citing people familiar with the matter. Now, Bob Iger, if you remember, is interested in spinning off ESPN because they have to make money. Disney is uh, losing money, especially when it comes to streaming. And ESPN is, in fact, not doing the hottest. Although I do think it is the leader in sports streaming or sports news in general. Uh, Even though they just let go of a lot of people. what Iger wants to do and what the Disney family want, Disney company, not family. Cause I don't think Abigail Disney gives a second flying hoot about the Disney empire right now. Uh, but what Iger and the, and the Disney crew want to do is they want to, they want to stream ESPN, the cable channels. Stop. Hey, Hey, come here. They want to stream ESPN, the cable channels, uh, just like they do ESPN plus, but ESPN plus is seven dollars. So how much do you charge? No, how much do you charge for a uh, a streaming cable channel? Well, Max is charging twenty. Disney Plus has cable channels, uh, has cable shows on their streaming platform, but it's not you're not streaming cable channel. Mm, uh, it looks like ESPN is considering between twenty and thirty five dollars per month for a new streaming service. I pushing these numbers up is just going to be bad. Uh, I I think I think twenty dollars is the breaking point, point. Uh, and the same thing you know even goes because I I I still like Netflix can charge twenty dollars because it's the leader. Max feels like it is it is worth that much to them, and they that's how they can charge that much. But I think but once once something goes above twenty dollars. People are going to look at it and go, I'm not interested in doing this. Especially if they can't catch a deal. Because if you can if you can pay for a year of Peacock or Max or Discovery Plus or whatever up front, you can pay one fifty, one 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 sixty five and you're saving a couple of bucks every month, then they see that as the better proposition as opposed to monthly. I don't think I for now, I don't think I don't think Disney Plus or Hulu has a yearly the uh that will save you money uh or espn plus for that matter but at some point people people will drop off the same things have uh, will happen for hulu with live tv i think they went up to like $80 or something like that and i think we'll see a a, a drop off for that um right now i split youtube tv with a friend and that's still 3250 per month for the both of us so it's like, I think it's like $73 a month. So yeah, however, how, yeah, I think it's like thirty two fifty per month. 33 50 or 34 50 or 36 50 or It might be 36 50 I just charged her yesterday, I don't remember. It's still too expensive. And and now going outside of uh, the, Dis, the, the Disney Corporation for that, you know, leading them to a different thing, that risks them, people audience is not going back to Hulu where I watch most of the golf or, and now tennis uh, and, and hockey sometimes where like it's you know that's going to take people away from your platform because for because it looks like ESPN, and ESPN plus might be two different products but I don't, I don't think I think they'll put them together if they're going to charge t- between 20 and 35 dollars I mean they better what? Maverick come here uh, so there's uh-huh. that there's that for now. Okay, let's move on. This next one comes from he barks at literally everything, and you know, I, I, and I've, I've, I've said this a hundred times to to people that live here. Uh, there are uh, we we live in a gentrif- very gentrified area of Atlanta, and uh, a lot of people here are uh, in this in this particular complex. I can guarantee that they grew up. You know, in a in a slightly diverse area, they can tolerate seeing people of color. But when it when it comes to a mix of like a pit bull and a black guy, they're just I I'm not kidding. I have people have <laughs> jumped from us, uh, which is sad, but also very funny to me. And there's uh, but there's but there's I'm saying that that doesn't happen a lot. But there's there's still a lot of great people here, a lot of nice people, a lot of uh, tolerant people, and people who understand that. That Maverick is a puppy, and he will—he's—he's just going to be doing puppy things, and so there's like two types of people. There's there's people with golden retrievers, and and uh, and they're dating people that look like they could be their brother or sister, and there are just they are so afraid of seeing me with Maverick, and there's other people who know dogs, love dogs, they've got a mutt, they've got you know. Uh, some type of uh, a purebred thing that they that they love, but they know it's a dog too, and they they enjoy uh, seeing Maverick, and you know Maverick sniffs at them, and they're like, "Hey man, chill, <laughs> I love it." Uh, anyway, race is going to race. Okay, so this next one comes from Ubisoft.com. This is written by Daniel O'Connor. Activision Blizzard games coming to Ubisoft Plus. I believe this is an effort to appease the FCC, the federal, excuse me, FTC, Federal Trade Commission, FTC's Communications, Federal Communications Commission. So in in an effort to appease the FTC, Microsoft is currently trying to buy out Activision Blizzard. That'll make them a monopoly. Who cares? Disney bought Fox, laid off 9,000 people. Warner Brothers Discovery bought, excuse me, Disney Discovery bought Warner Bros. laid off, including me, thousands of people. Does not matter. Does not matter. Don't act like you're high and mighty above everything FTZ when things like this happen. In the UK, the Activision Blizzard and Microsoft deal came to a halt because they had to be made, They had to be some concessions made. Activision Blizzard is the publisher of big games. Uh, world of Warcraft, Hearthstone. I could I could think of one. Overwatch. They also make Call of Duty, which is the biggest video game franchise in the world. Should be Pokemon, but whatever. Not there, not there. Now, this came out of nowhere to me at least, and 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 it, and it feels as though that FTC said, "Hey, you can't take all your if you buy Activision Activision Blizzard." And you put all of the games on Game Pass Ultimate and you don't let PlayStation have anything, then that's not going to be fair. So now Activision Blizzard games are going to go on Ubisoft Plus, which is an agnostic uh, game subscription platform, just like Game Pass Ultimate, just like PlayStation Plus. It is something you can subscribe to and pay an absurd amount of money. I think $17.99 in order to play on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation at once. Or you can pay $10 a month and just play on whatever system, console, PC, whatever thing you want. That one thing. Uh, And you can play games. You can play all the Assassin's Creed games. You can play all the Far Cry games. Don't know why you want the crew games. Don't know why you want to play all those games because they're all the same thing. But... It appears as though that the Activision Blizzard games, again, overwatch, Call of Duty, hearthstone, all that crap will go to Ubisoft Plus, which you'll be able to subscribe to on your PC, play on your PlayStation, play on your Xbox. Uh, I think that, that that's a good that's a good uh, middle ground. That's a good way for them to bypass all those laws that I guess that they're fighting over fighting against. Kudos to them. Pretty smart. And there's nothing more to say about that. I just want this deal to be done. And if they have to break up assets, do it. So I'm going to stop hearing about it. Next thing comes from Cord Cutter News. Luke Boma. Google has been sued over YouTube TV and YouTube's NFL Sunday Ticket package. If you didn't know, NFL Sunday Ticket was bought out by Google – they are spending a ton of money to make a ton of money. I think billions. Uh, there has been a years-long battle over NFL Sunday Ticket with lawsuits filed against the league and DirecTV. In February, it became a class action, loss, uh, class action that could see the NFL pay $6 billion in damages over the way it handles distribution of out-of-market games through that service. Essentially, I believe some games were blacked out. Now Google's being pulled into a lawsuit. Leads me back to Reuters, baby. The Lawsuit claims that NFL's Sunday ticket bundle is preventing individual teams from striking their own uh, broadcast agreements, forcing fans and business, uh, businesses like sports bars to pay for the entire package to watch one out-of-state game. So imagine being a Steelers bar, which there are a lot of down here in Atlanta. Uh, or, excuse me, a lot of Steelers fans. But imagine being a Steelers bar and having to pay you know, $500 in order to watch 12 games with your team. I mean, you know, if I was a Steelers bar and I had 20 TVs on in the, that's too many TVs. And I had 10 TVs on in my restaurant, my bar that I would turn at least three of those TVs to different games. At least get the most out of it. Uh, Yeah. He looked, he looked over a like, He knows I'm recording. Uh, lawsuit. There are 2.4 million people in the residential uh, class action suit and 48,000 in the commercial class. If they win, NFL and DirecTV could be forced to refund money to pass NFL ticket subscribers. Uh, you know, there's, I, I believe, for the NBA subscription, you can subscribe to individual teams. It might be for NBA or for MLB, but teams should be able to, if they want to, if you want to just subscribe to uh Atlanta Falcons and Dallas Cowboys, which are the two teams I watch, then you should be able to do that. And it's and this is tough that this is kind of gatekept behind uh all of these uh, different or rather just one different avenue. The lawsuit's going to, you know, it, they're going to it's going to happen. I mean, it's it's going to be found found out. What? It's going to be solved. I don't know. Whatever, who cares? All right, this is the last thing. I'm done. Cord Cutter News, written by Roger Chang. Cox launches free hyperlocal streaming network, neighborhood TV. Uh, Cox Media Group, which is a local Cox Media, I mean a uh, broadcast company. <laughs> now they, the view, so local news, so broadcast news covers the world, covers everything around you, uh, covers the world. Local news covers everything around you, your affiliates, your WXIA's or WSBS. Now Cox Media Group thinks that there is something in hyperlocal TV news. Specifically, you know how you have your local newspaper, you have the patch. What if that was a show? The network will publicly launch tomorrow. There's a trial there. uh, It's been in trial right now in Atlanta and Charlotte, according to Axios, which first reported channel. The site is live and offers streams through the Metro that target the uh, Metro Atlanta, north of Charlotte and the southeast. I'm on the website right now. And yeah, it just looks like news. Don't know how much that they will be airing, but you can turn on the Metro Atlanta stream, for instance. And it looks like they're just covering Atlanta city council. You can also look at videos on the man where they talk about local neighborhoods, like John's Creek and uh, pet of the week stuff. More John's Creek stuff. Hmm. <laughs> city of Milton creating green print. All right. Look at that. Look at that. This is don't, don't go under the desk. Hey, come here. So it looks like they have all their ducks in a row. Neighborhood TV, uh, I don't know how long this would last. I don't know how, uh, how much their effort they're really putting into this. But it it's a functional website. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. And they do have a schedule. They have things that are actually coming up. Live music. Concerts. Huh. But I, but I wonder truly how much programming can be done. They, they give you the weather and they give you the uh, traffic home. I think it's a good idea. Let's let's see it uh, let's see it explain further. Uh I'm looking at their Instagram page and it is very tricky. <laughs> hey listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website cpluscom.com where we've got uh interviews. I started off this episode, I'll just do it like this. This is the easiest way to do it. I started off this episode with um Craig Ferguson. No, nope, nope. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is This is why I have to do things ahead of time. It's Craig Robinson and um, uh, uh, Claudia O'Doherty. Craig Robinson Claudia O'Doherty. Season two of Killing It. Out on Peacock. Where do you eat it? Where do you eat it? Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Jesus. eating freaking cocking. Freaking cotton. <laughs> anyway. I don't know what the hell he just ate a squeaker from a toy. Uh, anyway, uh, Killing It, Season 2, Peacock. We recorded these before, this, before the strike. They were about two weeks before the SAG strike. So there you go. Um, I can't say check out the show or anything. Uh, I did say I just finished it. Uh and that's it. <laughs> I won't say anything else because I'm not gonna be at the ire of Range Rusher. And what else? What else? What else? Killing it. Interview. Or I did it. Oh, I shouldn't even say the show. Who cares? <laughs> There's a show. I did an interview, Craig Robinson, Claudio Doherty. Google it, you'll see. Uh interviews up, videos up. Go go look at it. Go check it out and um yeah if you like what you saw know, here uh and who else what else is going on uh tick twitter is oh excuse me TikTok x instagram facebook at c plus comedy me at chat black white thank you for listening i appreciate you this is the it this is the it bye